This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Unfilmable, the Patreon bonus podcast where we look at how Lovecraft has been adapted to the screen. Yep. And this month, we are talking about the film From Beyond, directed by Stuart Gordon in 1986 and adapted from the extremely short story of the same name. Yeah. Yeah. And he filled in all the cracks with boners and hard-ons. <laughs> And schlongos yep. and any other terms you want to use for a big erect dick. Yeah. Filling uh, in the cracks, baby. <laughs> so. um, yeah, this is, I, I, I think I saw you either in Slack or on Twitter, you called this uncommonly horny. Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely true um, in a way that is very lurid, but also very enjoyable. Yes. The horny content in this, I think, works uh, in part because it is is equally interested in like, hey, Barbara Crampton looks pretty good in this fucking getup, right? Yeah. Also, here's the grossest thing you've ever seen in your goddamn. Life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right afterwards is the most disgusting. Uh, it like the it is a really simultaneously attractive and repulsive movie, right? Uh, that is also wild as hell <laughs> as far as the the plot. Yeah. And in, yes. in, in a weird way, it doesn't necessarily feel gratuitous because it is motivated mm-hmm. by the villain. And of course it was, oh, you know, it was the writer's choice. There are like three writers attached to this three or four. It was their choice to make it as horny as it is, but there is justification built in, in a way that almost makes this a terrible Lovecraft adaptation because the people who made this movie love sex while Lovecraft, uh, was terrified of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though like, it's funny. So I, I saw this movie, they, uh, they debuted the director's cut, which I did not watch for this, this viewing, right. but at the, uh, the Lovecraft film festival festival festival. See, it's already happening to me. Somebody pushed down the horny machine in the apartment and it's activating my dick in my brain. And it's uh, made me say festival. Um, the, uh, so I, I saw Stuart Gordon do a Q and a, and, uh, he talked about it and somebody asked, asked him about, uh, the sex in his Lovecraft adaptations. Because uh, uh, Dagon, which is a movie we'll definitely get to, mm-hmm. is a little bit more sexual than Shadow of Rinsmith is. Um, and he said to him, that stuff has always been there. It's just that's what he feels like Lovecraft was, was adapting. Like, yes, his fear of brown people, but also all of these like squamous wet holes and, yeah, yeah. you know, pulsating uh, tubers and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he always felt that that sex was like really a big part of the the writing yeah and uh the stories and stuff and i don't necessarily know that i agree with that mm-hmm. but it is an interpretation that is like not a hundred percent without merit right right, right. Like, I, I don't I, you know it's an interpretation i feel like it's arguable even if i don't buy the argument yeah yeah um and other he's not alone in doing that um uh alan moore's lovecraft stuff also emphasizes that stuff and he said something similar where it's like every time he's read lovecraft he's felt like the sexual element was really textual and not subtextual yeah and i i I would agree i would agree with that it is there for lovecraft it it feels like you know if you if you read any of these stories and don't see monstrous vaginas on every page i think that that is a failure of imagination um on, on on your part and i'm I, I I am exaggerating on on that regard. He, here it is celebrated in a way that in a way that does not feel um like like him, and that's fine. Right, right, right. And yeah, it's just the the sex part isn't scary. Yeah, like in in this, it's like it's it is scary because of everything else that's happening. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but it's not, uh, it's, it's even a different interpretation of sexual Lovecraft than like Alan Moore does Yeah, yeah. where the sex is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And in, in his work here, the sex itself is not terrifying. All this other stuff that's happening yeah. Along with the sex is terrifying. That, and it, that it's is just like kind of an, twisted in with it. Yeah. 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 So it's, in, it's interesting mm -hmm. at the very least. Like it is a, an interesting interpretation, even outside of being a Lovecraft thing though, it is just like a wild and fun movie mm -hmm. that has really amazing practical effects and is, uh, sincerely unpredictable, <laughs> um, as a movie. Yep. Um, like I don't feel, I feel like that's something that I love watching. You know, if I watch a B movie or I watch like a, a quote unquote bad movie, yeah. that's a big reason I'm watching them, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, this is not going to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, like, um, like there is a, if you watch a good movie that is made by somebody who, you know, just understands the film, they're probably going to fall into a couple of different lanes. Whereas yeah. you've, you've got Stuart Gordon over here, just off-roading in a dune buggy. Swerving wildly through a cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> masturbating and cackling. <laughs> just like, and it's great. Yeah. Like it just, it's, it's, you know, it just really works. Yeah. And we're, we, you know, we're, we're, we're making like a distinction between good movies and bad movies and something that should be realized, you know, by anybody who is listening to or participating in, in, in you know, media criticism, different kinds of good, different kinds of bad. We are calling this a bad movie because it is lurid and schlocky. Um, it's a B movie. Yeah. You know, it's very specifically yeah. like it's like a cult movie. It's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. But when, we, but, but when we say bad, that is not to mean we think it is not worth your time. No, I think this is a good movie. It, yes, like, it is it incredibly is just, good. But like you don't recommend it to the same person you recommend like Schindler's List to. Right, right. You know, it's not a, it's not a good movie the the same way The Wire is good. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, So this is based on a short story. Uh, it was made in 1934. And as we mentioned, that's very short. Um, it is uh, – we've we've talked about From Beyond mm -hmm. on uh, on our Lovecraft Bonfireside chat thing. It is the my go-to recommendation yeah. for Lovecraft stuff because it's seven pages. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy to to read and it gets across a lot of great concepts. Yeah. Um, and it is about a scientist who kind of tortures his friend. He creates this device that stimulates the pineal gland, um, which shows them these extra dimensional creatures that overlap with our own plane and are everywhere. Yes. Um, uh, and that happens in this. Like this, this story contains that story. Mm -hmm. It is a jumping off point, though, um, <laughs> you know, into something that is very motivated by this Dr. Pastorius uh, here who, uh, is, you know, has his own kind of sexual obsessions. Uh, that, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of drives, drives this plot. So it takes those very basic, um, kind of ideas and, you know, makes more of a story out of it, uh, giving a structure to a story that otherwise would just be a scene from beyond mm -hmm. is remarkable because it is, it is a scene with like yeah. a, you know, a chiller sentence at the end. They never found the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Like it, it's it's something that's a very uh, it gets adapted by for as a short film mm -hmm. a lot yeah. because it's uh, relatively easy to do surprisingly mm -hmm. uh, to do kind of convincing versions of it and it is so uh, short. Yeah. The um so this is like, you know if one of those people was a huge pervert and then <laughs> other stuff happened yep. like it, they also just like you know there's like a a, a b side to this movie like an, <laughs> a, like the last third of it is I, just very different i forgot about the last third of this fucking movie i thought that it ended well before no no it did. Yeah. yeah no we we go back there but if it, there's a whole hospital scene where it becomes yeah. like a monster movie in a different way that is just sublime yeah um 
so a big reason why this is so good is because of the special effects. Right. Um, this doesn't get brought up a lot in the same way that, say, like The Thing does. Mm-hmm. But these are wonderful practical effects. The climax of this movie <laughs> is legitimately disgusting and amazing. Yep. Uh, as a feat of practical effects work. Yeah. Uh, There is an inventiveness on display here. Mm -hmm. um, That is, is a thing to behold. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And, and it just, it, it plays into very effectively into body horror. No. In a way that matches its themes, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, the idea that this is about this thing that kind of activates your, your horny gland. Mm Mm-hmm is very much like placing you in a body. No. Uh, and this, uh, you know, it's, it wants to mess around in that space. Like mm-hmm. here is the way that the body is, uh, attractive and wonderful mm-hmm. and, you know, miraculous. And here is the way the body is just like absolutely terrifying yeah. and grotesque and the worst, mm-hmm. you know, um, something that is really remarkable about it too, is that it is incredibly cohesive visually. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that shows, you know, them exercising a weird amount of tact, like the mm-hmm. color palette and just generally the nature of the monstrosities that are shown. You know, you can look at like an out of context scene and know like, oh, that's from from beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of because of the pinkish purple cast to everything and because of, you know, something that feels like, you know, a five years later leveled up version of the melting bubblegum monsters from the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, along with some incredibly good late eighties, like, you know, in camera visual effects, um, mm-hmm. showing, you know, showing these overlaps, um, and just, uh, overlays the monsters coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also I, I'll, I'll go to bat for the performances in this movie. Yep. Um, this is kind of B whore ringers, you know, who are in this. So Jeffrey Combs, who has a, uh, and, and Barbara Crampton, mm-hmm. who have a history with Stuart Gordon. Like he yep. originally wanted to make a series of Lovecraft movies with the same actors and crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he talks about that in interviews. Like the reason why is he's like, I know I'm going to ask these people to do really strange things mm-hmm. and it will be easier to get them to go along with it quicker if they know me right. and trust me. And, uh, you know, that's a really true thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you imagine, you know, the, like one of those, like, 101 level realizations when you're a kid is when you realize that films are not shot in order. No, you know, and then, uh, the idea of just being like, okay, we're going to shoot the, uh, the scene where Jeffrey here put on this prosthetic for like three hours and then you're going to suck the eyeball out of this person. Yep. And you're just being like, okay, you know, versus (laughs) like, uh, you know, like just having somebody you trust, Mm -hmm. um, Jeffrey Combs, Combs is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, like I love him. He's got a lot of, uh, what's that guy? Who, uh, Marty McFly's dad. Oh, um, shit. I was going to say Crispin Glover. Is, is that Cr- it is is Crispin, Crispin Glover? Crispin yeah. Glover. Okay. It's, he's got yeah. Crispin Glover energy to me a little bit. Yeah. Of just kind of like weird and charismatic. Mm-hmm. Marvel Crampton does a great job with really weird, uh, material. And then, uh, Ken Faree from, uh, Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. is the other lead. And he's so charismatic and good. He is, he is incredibly I good. I love him. <laughs> I love every I scene love, that he's uh, in. How does that explain the hard on I got? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it. Like, what a, what a relaxed, fun delivery of that weird sentence. <laughs> you know? Um, um, and his death, his death scene is legitimately one of the best oh, things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the exact line is, how about that hard on I got? Is there a statistical correlation for that, too? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Give it to me. Like... Yeah, <laughs> we are we are so fickle in terms of like like what kind of and what amount of horny 
uh, mm-hmm. is is acceptable one of these things? This this is the one though. The, the, like, this, I mean, yeah, it, the it hits the intersection. Here. Yeah, this is the Rosetta Stone of figuring out why this is good. Yeah, and something else that is horny is like not as good. And yeah. I think you touched on earlier is that it's not like really gratuitous. It's mm-hmm. part of the plot, in in a way, and it's not. It's very hard for me to think this movie is at any point is trying to be titillating. Yeah. Like maybe it is. There's one specific scene that seems like maybe it is, but the scene is still so fucked up and weird. Yeah. that It's like how sometimes in like uh, Lynch movies, like somebody can do can look good. Mm hmm. But you're also just like, I, I can't be horny at this. Like, yeah. you know, like is, it Isabella, feels like my testicles are sideways. Like, it's weird. Isabella you know? Rossellini is a, is a stunning woman. Uh, there is nothing about Blue Velvet that makes you feel good about feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what, it, you know, it, it just comes down to our wanting to feel bad for media. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, if something tries to make me feel good, I am immediately suspicious and reject it. Yeah. If something tries to make me feel bad, I welcome it into my life with open arms, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, like, that's, that's what this horniness if, is. If, if you're, if you're going to give me a boner, make it a weird boner. Yeah. Give me the strangest fucking boner. <laughs> I will take the strangest boner you have, please. Yeah. Please, one strange boner, please. Yeah. Um, um, uh, strange boner. <laughs> uh and as we're talking about the cast i think that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh the performance of ted sorrell as dr pretorius sure. i called him yeah, pastorius yeah. before he's not a bassist yeah. he's a yeah. you know just, just an actor kind of guy yeah he yeah he's amazing in this yeah. as well who has a look and a bearing that even in his basic oh human God. form at the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it is uh this like like your absolute worst nightmare if you get invited to like a swingers party or an orgy <laughs> like you get the address for an orgy and you go here and this guy opens the door yep and it's like oh no it's uh, no <laughs> like it's, it's, it's we're all fucked now like <laughs> yeah this is not going to be great you know um in this way that is just uh yeah he's he's got a presence yeah uh, to it um there's a so he went on after this um the next movie that Stuart gordon did uh, with this, he ended up doing Castle Freak mm-hmm. um, with the same cast and crew. And then some of the same cast and crew went on to Dagon mm-hmm. and Dreams of the Witch House, yeah. uh, his movie that he did for the Masters of Horror. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the entire this, uh, Castle Freak was the last one that the entire crew. But Jeffrey Combs is in Dagon. Like other people yeah. went on to move uh, with him on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is we are going to cover all that. Yeah. At some point, I can't imagine a world in which we don't do all the Stuart Gordon Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. Uh, for this, because it's all good. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and it makes sense, you know, with, with Stuart Gordon's kind of history in theater, the idea of a repertory company, you know, Mm -hmm. if if we're going to be, if we're going to be doing this stuff on the cheap, which they, which they had to do, like they shot this in Italy specifically because of like cost of labor and and stuff like that. If we're going to be doing it, like we, we gotta, we gotta be able to have as little, as little, you know, stand up time as possible. Yeah. Because otherwise they're not going to let us make movies like this. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a real concern, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it kind of feels like a miracle the whole time you're watching this that it, it it's extant. <laughs> that anybody said yes. Yeah, like this there's a series of successive yeses that result in from beyond getting to the screen. Yeah. And it's great that they, they happened and they happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh it's almost a weird thing where I could almost see it now. Like I think we have more of a taste for this kind of like exploitive schlock stuff now who's we you know, the, the, you and me specifically or the culture at large the culture at large yeah like i feel like i see more movies that have this kind of wild out there-ness yeah and it's easier to make a movie like there's been democratization mm-hmm. you know something can can uh can end up you know 
on Netflix yeah. fairly easily for the low budget. And mm-hmm. that was maybe not always the case. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, like with this specifically, you know, the idea of submitting the, any of this to the MPAA for a rating yeah. is very, very strange. And it's understandable why Castle Freak went directly to directly to video, right? Mm-hmm. Just to just to avoid this process. I have no idea if this is literally true, but Stuart Stuart Gordon says when they when they submitted it, like they said, this has ten times too much of everything. Which is like, yeah, yeah. that's why it's good, dog. Yeah. Yep. And luckily, like, he did not have to cut any scenes. Right, right. Like, it was, like, little trims. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw the unrated version. I saw the version with everything Mm -hmm. uh, in the theater. I don't remember it being that different. I think that this is something where, like, the cut version is fine. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, That's that's a weird secret in, like, all of the censorship, like, conversations and stuff happen is a lot of times it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, they're talking about, you know, know, when when chuds are like, oh, I can't believe they cut this titty from this anime game. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you play the anime game without the TD, I bet you'll be just as good. Yeah. You know, it's not going to matter. It's the principle you know, of the it, thing. It's it's not the principle of the thing. But <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's what they would say, but it's so yeah. dumb. Like, it's such a dumb stance. Yeah. You know, principle, principled stance without context are garbage, mm-hmm. and you grow out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, do we so do we, do we want to talk about the reviews at all? Like, because, like, you, you were talking about how this got reviewed a little bit better than people thought it would, than, than you thought it would. Yeah, like it's it's uh they're kind of you know it's it's they're wildly swingy. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people really liked it, some people really didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, but it was uh, when people didn't like it, it was that it was too much. Yeah, and when people did like it, it was that it was too much. Yes, right. So it's 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 very uh, dependent on personal taste, I think. Yes, and that goes for people listening to this too. Like if you if the things we describe end up sounding too gross to you, and I assure you, they're like some of the things in this movie are stomach churning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then don't watch it. Yeah. It's not even gore. Like yeah. it, it's like some of it is, but some of it is just like real gross, like wet latex monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a, a, a biological geometry that should not be. Yeah. You know? A lot of dread. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the series of this movie. Yeah. And a lot of body horror. Um, but yeah, so it just kind of depended on what, what people thought of that. Yeah. If you plan to watch this, um, I, I like to try try and say this. Uh, it's not on iTunes, but uh, you can rent it and buy it from Amazon digitally. That's how I ended up getting it. Let's get into it. Um, let's get into it. Uh, so we start off uh, with a man uh, who's Jeffrey Coombs playing Crawford. He's in this room full of awesome 80s <laughs> computer equipment. Yep. Um, Powering things on slowly. Yeah. With this kind of monolith in the center, the the the, the resonator. Um, which feels like it is three different machines, any of which would be extremely cool, but all put together. It's got a good orb on it. It's got these tuning forks sticking out the top of it. Um, and yeah, this is the thing that is going to stimulate the pineal gland, which they call the pi- pineal gland, which is yeah. not, not the not the right yeah. way to say that. Um, yeah. And it works. Like he activates the the, 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 the the computer and he hits the right frequency and he sees just these flying eels around him, these immaterial monstrosities. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, the, uh, yeah. So, and this is cool and scary and looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, until one of them, uh, when Crawford looks at it, flies at his face, becomes real and is biting a huge hole in his cheek. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty fucked up. Yeah. And this is already a lot faster than the short story. Yes. You know, Mm-hmm. So uh, we we have seen most of what happens in the short story at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and uh, the fun thing, looking at the IMDb goofs, I didn't notice this when I watched it because it, do- it doesn't matter. But the but the eel wound on his face changes sides constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, he said, you know, he, he turns off the machine and he goes he goes to his boss, you know, the the the, the head scientist Edward Pretorius. You know who's in his in his bedroom. We're going to see the bedroom later, but he appears wearing nothing but a robe uh, that is open to reveal a magnificent thicket of chest hair. Yeah, just just a yeah. salt and pepper carpet of 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 man. <laughs> and he he answers the 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 call exactly like uh, Crawford is going to immediately fall to his knees and start sucking them off. Yes, like the stance and kind of posture <laughs> is very expectant. Yeah. Like, I've got come and you need to take it from me now. Yes. You know, please get this out of here. We, we need to figure out what we do with all this come. We need to figure out what this dick do. And yeah. you, we're both scientists. Yeah. yeah dick, dick, who got, who got the dick? <laughs> you know, <laughs> dick, dick's everywhere. Dick, dick's full of hair. Like, let's do it. <laughs> he, um, so it just, he's, he looks at, you know what he, you know what the pose is exactly like the posture is when Dana, uh, when Zool answers the door, when Peter Venkman goes there in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. When she, when she shows up and like the wind is blowing her hair and she's got the makeup. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that, except for like. A gross swinging uncle. Yeah, he, you know? he's, he's got he's got strong. Pretorius at this point has strong Alfred Molina and Boogie Nights energy. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly that. Um, pretty amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, you know they turn on the machine as we mentioned, uh, and he's ranting. Yes, like you know about it. He's already we're already past the point in which like science has made him insane. Right, right. Uh, and will not turn off the resonator. Coombs is begging for him to do it, mm-hmm. but he shan't. Right. Um, and this is uh, creating just a lot of light and a lot of noise. And we cut over to one of my favorite classic horror tropes, the out of context old woman who uh, is a nosy gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Calling yep. the Everyone cops. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unknown the... from the stand, the King collection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, she, she is calling the cops and she's got this little dog that, uh, you know, sees the lights and rushes over into the mansion. So she walks in to this super science area and into the radius of the, uh, of the resonator looking for her, for her little dog bunny. Mm-hmm. In the mansion. Uh, similar to like, weirdly, this happened in the 11th hour as well. She did for Waff. There uh-huh. are, I'm glad you noticed the flags because, there's a snaky flag. There's a Gadsden flag. Mm-hmm. There's a weird, like, original 13 colonies flag. Yeah. Like, just the set designer was just like, where does this movie take place? <laughs> you know, the Italian set designer. Yeah. It was like America. America. And then just went to the America section of the flag store. <laughs> and just, like, grabbed a pack of five and put them up. You yeah. know? <laughs> Uh, very strange. Yeah, I was just kind of like, is, are, is, is Pretorius hyper patriotic? Like, I don't get it. Mm. I um, don't know. That's a pretty loaded symbolism. <laughs> He could be, he could be that like kind of seventies patriotic, like that spirit of 76 bicentennial. Patriotic, oh yeah. The tall ships you know? really raise the spirits after Watergate. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like that, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and during this, like Pretorius, like, you know, something's coming. Yes. Like something big is coming that we, we have not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually like, you know, in this movie is like what it, you know, it has for restraint. We never see. Yeah. The the big thing that eventually does take Pretorius yeah. and change him into like super Pretorius, which we'll get to, yeah. we never see. Right. We see a lot of monsters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um and, but and something's coming. It, uh, well, now, I was gonna, I mean, I was gonna say that, that that's pulled from the story because like in the story, the you know, our point of view character notices the eels and notices the jellyfish, and is like, Oh my god, this is horrifying. 
and mm. you know the, the 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 mean scientist and the mean scientist is like oh there they are there are much worse more powerful things that are beyond your comprehension uh it, mm. it is pulling pull that aspect to it but yeah in the, in the in the meantime that is coming and to get away from it um uh, uh crawford shinings through the door with an axe uh, it, yeah. is, it is literally the the same shot from The Shining with, you know, Bunny in the corner by the door as the axe comes through. It is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it cl- like clearly or not clearly, but perhaps some kind of homage. Yes. Yeah. You know, who 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 can tell? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that happens. Um, the uh, and then he run, runs out of the mansion, gets arrested. Uh, yes. You know, the woman is screaming. She's trying to leave the mansion. Um and uh you know Pretorius's head is there bunny licks it uh inside <laughs> well for, for per, per, Pretorius's head is not there specifically oh yeah his yeah, body yeah. is yeah. laying on the floor and his the, headless the, body yes and yeah. uh bunny is looking at the stump yeah yeah <laughs> and then we get the credit sequence which has some amazing graphic design on it i love the uh the the, the text the the pink and yellow text that's over the blue filtered choppy footage of the writhing mealworms yeah good stuff Um, yeah yeah. um the uh so we are now uh we're introduced to our new character uh Mm -hmm. so crawford killinghouse has been locked away Mm -hmm. and uh this doctor Catherine mcmichaels comes to examine him and uh she looks on uh there's this whole kind of back and forth between her and the doctor like i've read your work like if so you understand i don't think that we should lock up people who are schizophrenic yeah you know we we should try to cure them there's a little bit of that kind of undercurrent Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, can I see this new patient um, with this other doctor who's constantly smoking, mm-hmm. which is very distracting. Yeah. Um, and she goes through her like Hannibal Lecter, you know, asylum walk yeah, yeah. to to check out all the different crazies, including the naked man who's jerking off, mm-hmm. uh, which would, as far as ways to go insane in a classical 80s movie, mm-hmm. jerking off all the time would not be so bad. I mean, he seems to be having a good time. Like he's, he's like, having a great time. Like everybody else wants to be saved. And he's like, no, nah, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine right here. I'm, I've never had that good of a time jerking off as this dude's having. <laughs> Not to make light of mental health issues, but like, no, no, you know, it's just if you have to choose, <laughs> you know, choose the one that like has you constantly, yeah, jerking off. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you know, I, I definitely like when I was younger I had times where I jerked off too much. Well, yeah, you know, that, that, that's, so, that, 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 that is a hard, time. it's a, it's a hard learned lesson. Ah, Jan Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be young, <laughs> to fly too close to the cum. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> um, but she goes and she finds Crawford, who you know is re- relatively relatively comp- compared to the people that we've seen. But he is speaking not in a raving manner, but he is speaking with anxiety and fear about what he has seen, talking about the the way the the resonator works by activating the the pe- the pineal gland. Uh, this third eye, right? And mm-hmm. you know they 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 bring it up, and you know they they even say like, oh, some people thought it was the third eye, etc. Uh, thing from you know thing from the story. Obviously, Lovecraft just kind of like read about the pineal gland and the theories of, uh, around it and said, yeah, make a story. Yeah, it was it was kind of scientific. It was sciency. Yes, at the time. Yes. Um. Really, really. So they're talking about you know Crawford is talking about what happened. Uh, here he mentions this resonator and he says, and that, you know, it, he had to destroy it because it came and there's this great delivery mm-hmm. where he's like, and bit off his head, like a gingerbread man. The camera like, gets right up in his face and he almost like yeah. spits on it. 
It's super good. Like Jeffrey Combs is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's really, really good in reanimator. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, that'll be a fun, fun yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and Catherine is like, okay, pituitary gland, let's run a cat scan. Yeah. You know, and the, the smoking doctor's like, what's the point? Yeah, like at yeah. any point, she's like, no science. Yeah. Uh, he's crazy. <laughs> that's my, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah. And Crawford does not want to deal with this because even though he's a man of science, he just doesn't want to be near this machine. Yeah. Because, well, the, you know, mach- yeah. machines have done him wrong, but Catherine is going to subject him to all this because, you know, she says, oh, there's always more to say. Mm-hmm. You know, using using the, the, the machines to, you know, to, to image this, to see things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they, they take him in and they say, oh, yeah, like his, his pineal gland is actually, it's growing. It is it is kind of intersected with the, with the optical lobe. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that, that, pro- that probably explains the hallucinations. It probably explains, you know, why he is coming across as unbalanced. Um, Dr. Block is her name, the smoking doctor. You know, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 Reference the, to Robert Block. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the nurse ratchet figure, um, is like, well, okay, it's just a tumor. So but Yahtzee, we know what, what's happening. Uh, and yeah. Catherine, for, for for science, she wants to take him and basically redo the experiment. Yes. And the, uh, the, this idea of kind of like making it's real weird what her motivations are. Yeah. And this like part of it is like so he can overcome his fear, like treating it psychologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of it, you know, one of the more Lovecrafty <laughs> things in this whole well, bit is this idea of like being tempted by by dark science or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And they tie that into your 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 ding dong mm-hmm. or your, your click clit in this movie. Like it's like you're tempted by dark science by the knowledge, but also it's literally a biological yearn, yes, for it. You know, and that's kind of beginning here. Like Catherine as a character kind of embodies that, even though it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the police uh, chief agrees. She can take him. She releases Crawford into her custody, mm-hmm. but sends along one of his men. Right. Uh, which is where you introduced uh, Bubba, who is played by Ken Forey, who is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like has a charismatic physicality to him yeah. that I really love. At the end of his first scene, he takes a huge bite out of an apple, like an uncommonly <laughs> large bite. Yep. And I love that. Like, it, it's just very uh, like he is just fun to have on screen. He makes some bomb ass looking dumplings later. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I love everything about Bubba. So <laughs> Even though those dumplings do look like brains. <laughs> I, would, I would eat the shit out of well, those yeah. dumplings, dude. Like, I was just like, that looks, how do I make that? <laughs> um but yeah so they go back to the house which uh again just if you wanted to sum up this movie this movie it is on 666 benevolent street yeah (laughs) benevolent dun 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 (laughs) uh but the house i love the design of the house uh it's spooky but not like in a victorian gothic kind of way you know Mm -hmm. it's not an adams family house uh, but like the front on shot as they, as, as you make the approach, it looks kind of like three houses in a row. It looks very unnatural. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of the house in house. The, a little bit. The doctor the show? House. No. The uh, movie house. I don't know that I've house. seen the movie house. Oh, you gotta see house. Oh, okay. Um, there's no reason to do it for this show, but yeah. house is a good, good classic old horror movie. Hmm. The, uh, the cover is very iconic. It's a disembodied hand putting a key in a door. Hmm. Like, and it looks very scary stories to tell in the dark. Nice. Like the, the hand, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's good. Like it is a, a, a creepy looking house. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're going in they're they're kind of seeing this, uh, you know, these cables and stuff, these electrical cables, uh, this evidence of the machinery and Crawford runs away. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he's, he's not happy about this. No. You know, he's obviously, he does not want to go back to the house. Um, they run up, Catherine and Bubba kind of run upstairs. To go after up after they, they hear, turn on the electricity. Yeah. 
Yeah, they turn on the electricity downstairs. Um, or rather, Catherine, Catherine goes up there. Bubba had already gone up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Catherine hears uh, sex, like whipping mm-hmm. sounds. Whipping, BDSM screaming, sounds. all of that. Yeah. And they see that Bubba is standing in front of this VCR uh, in Pretorius's BDSM room, mm-hmm. playing a video of him whipping a woman. Yes. And he's like, this guy was into some freaky shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that classic Bubba delivery. Yes. And Catherine's like, I, I really don't care about his private life. Like we're here for his, we're here for his, uh, for his science, uh, not mm-hmm. understanding that they are, uh, very deeply linked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just a full on, you know, it's, it's got all the, all that equipment, like the, 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 the brackets and the, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> straps. I, I, straps. Things like that. I'm revealing my ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yes, it brackets. is. Im- sex brackets. Sex brackets. Immediately. Yeah. Who's going to win? <laughs> Orgasm takes it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, but they go up to the attic. And what is very funny is Pretorius's chalk outline is there. And the yeah. head is just a stone. <laughs> like, yeah. It just, like a, I think they actually do that in real life. Yeah. But I think it, it ends up. It's kind of it's kind of funny here. Yeah. Um, um, and Crawford shows up with an axe and they kind of play it like he's going to hit Catherine mm-hmm. with it. Um, so Bubba kind of tackles him and he explains like, no, that's what I use to destroy the machine. I knocked a fork off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to stop it from working, we have to have to do that. Right. You know? Yeah. And so they set about to work, but you know, mm-hmm. they've got to, uh, they've, they, they got to sleep and of course they have to stay in the spooky house. They can't rent a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's so. one of the more strange decisions, I think. Yeah, just stay, uh, stay, stay in the science house. Yeah, you know. Um, so, so they're so they're getting to work. Bubba notices that Crawford is admiring, you know, sleeping Catherine, who fell asleep at a, at the desk. Um, and Crawford talks about what Pretorius would do, how he would bring beautiful women home, you know, to the house, and feed them good food, and they would listen to music, and ultimately it would end with the women with them, screaming. With them screaming. Yeah. yeah. And bring and, them over and make them scream. Right. And um, Crawford would basically just, like, lay there and listen. Yeah. You know, and you can tell, like, he really, really resents his old boss, you know, because he's saying, you know, five senses wasn't enough for him. He wanted more. That yeah. was That was why he was performing this dark, this dark magic research. In a weird way, like when we talk about how uh, – so Crawford in this and like in every Lovecraft story and in all of the Stuart Gordon adaptations, there's a Lovecraft stand-in. Uh-huh. And Crawford kind of is that in this, and he is the sex-repulsed yeah. author, right? So like Stuart Gordon has taken the rest the subtext and built it up into being supertext mm-hmm. with all the sex stuff. But there is still this kind of sex-repulsed character. Like at some point, Coombs is kind of interested Mm-hmm. And her and kind of makes out with her, but he's always the the force for, hey, we need to stop this. Yeah, yeah. You know, ultimately, it is giving in to those sexual desires that fucks everything up. Yeah. You know, the, mo- the movie is not sex positive, even right. though it is very sexual, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's, it's I think it still kind of represents that Lovecraft anti-sex feeling pretty well. Yeah. Just through one through one character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, Crawford explains like, hey, you know, just I figured out a workaround, even though I destroyed it, we can get it back on. It's just on and off and it's on the switch mm-hmm. and he and he turns it on um, and the facial acting um, mm-hmm. that, uh, that that happens here, specifically Barbara Crampton's facial acting like you can just tell like, oh, she is horned up. Yeah, yeah. Just be <laughs> horny, but just with your face. Yes. And she does a killer job with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, and Crawford himself just just gets uncomfortable. Whereas Bubba is more fascinated by the the creatures that appear, including yeah. uh, a jellyfish that appears and just kind of takes a bite out of his wrist. Yeah, like wraps around his arm, and they're not turning it off at this point because right, there is right. this compelling kind of one ring like nature to yeah. having the machine on. Like it probably not only you know it probably feels good. It doesn't mm-hmm. just like haunt you up. It probably feels good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so they they still don't even turn this on until eventually Pretoria shows up. Yeah, um, he's there and he's naked uh, mm-hmm. and he's like really really vaselined up. Yeah, he he is slimy. Um, yeah, you know, not necessarily trans transformed yet. And he appears, his voice seems to come from everywhere. What has happened is the creature that ate him, um, basically he took over as its personality, Yeah, you know, and he is um, manifesting in a form that they'll be familiar with, but this is the most human he is going to be from this point forward. And it's Pretorius is still in there. Yeah. Right. So like he took over, but it's not like a total swapperoo. Like, mm-hmm. He uh he still has Pretorius's like predilections. He makes references to his past and stuff like that. Yeah, so it yeah. it is like a combination, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he says, um, you know, hey Crawford, come over here, touch me to confirm that I'm real. And Crawford yeah. grabs his shoulder. This in his is so fi- good. I, I want to know how they did this. Like yeah. what material? Well, they they, they like, put what? a bunch of dough over his shoulder, but yeah. it looks good. <laughs> you know, by, yeah. it's by by showing all of his like it's like a magician's trick by yeah. like having all of his flesh be vaselined up. Uh huh. They were all to hide these like shoulder mounts. Yeah. That he gave him, but because it looks very real, like he looks mm-hmm. like he's just a guy. But when he puts his hand on his shoulder, his fingers sink in like it's dough. Yes. Like he just touched pizza dough, and it's so fucking unnerving. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it gets into that Junji Ito body as plastic. There is kind of tons idea. of Junji in this movie yeah like i would be very curious if junji ito saw this yeah. like the the climax of this the thing that happens with the body as plastic thing is mm-hmm. very junji ito yes um and then you're like oh that's fucking gross but like kind of subtle then pretorius pulls his face off <laughs> and there are like little crawling like worm like little bits of it like muscles that are retracting yeah like on it and it's he, Goddamn grotesque he, he, like, he, he pulls his face off and almost reveals like uh like like a giger-esque like substructure geometry to his face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the muscle structure, but it's more ribbed and more ribbed. <laughs> like it's very gross. Yeah. And he's uh he's talking at this point and he never loses his delivery doesn't change. He doesn't get like monster voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and the act the performance is really great. And he's just like, this is just a body, but my mind is indivisible. Bodies just change. <laughs> uh and fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what is gonna happen? Like this is good and scary. Yeah. Um, he's starting to change into something, but Bubba shoots at him and then Crawford deactivates the resonator, which makes him disappear. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I love Crawford's line and specifically delivery. That yeah. will be quite enough of that. Yeah. He's, he's very good. Uh, Bubba throws up. Everyone is pretty unnerved by this. Not the unnerved way that you would think where you leave. Right. Yeah. I know. They're not like we can't be in the same room as this or the same zip code. Um, yeah. Everyone is unnerved, but Catherine is exhilarated. Yeah. Like yeah. she sees the possibility in this and she, she's hooked. Right. Yeah. You know, she talks about like, oh my God, like it has complete molecular control over the body. And over Pretorius's mind, she is she is not as afraid of this as she should be. Yeah, yeah. Because again, and, and no one is. You know, Bubba is a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crawford is kind of a voice of reason during this, but like, it must feel good, yeah. right? Like everyone's at least a little bit addicted. Catherine, obviously, most of all. Right, right. 
you know, you know, and they talk about the sexual effects. This is where we get the awesome line about the, st the statistical correlation of the boner. Yeah. Is there a statistical coordination to my heart on, which <laughs> I gotta start bringing hard on back. Like that is a, yeah. a good destructive descriptive term for a boner. Yeah, no. Uh, um, so I, we, I, I feel like pud is almost back. I feel like we need to with like that, that can finish of its own momentum. Hard on needs to, uh, yeah. How about referring to a penis as a dork? Bring that back. <laughs> Do we <laughs> like take I, dork back? My dork's got a hard on. <laughs> you know, that sounds like you're talking to one of your buddies. Yeah. That sounds like you're introducing your buddy to a stripper. <laughs> for a, before a lap dance. <laughs> like, my, but it's just like time to, um, time to wrap up my dork so I don't get any mini-me's. You know, <laughs> something like that. Like... I don't know. I feel like we got to bring these terms back. Yeah. Just, just, just um, dr dr dredge up these antiquated terms. Regardless, yeah. Catherine, she, you know, she, she is playing at science at this point still. She, she is, you know, addicted, but is trying to justify, justify it with, you know, acad academia, a thin glaze of academia. She's like, I wonder if this is actually a correlation, you know, if, if all schizophrenics have an enlarged pineal gland, and she wants to continue these experiments, um, and she offers a kind of an excuse, saying, "Oh, my 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 dad, you know, he he was schizophrenic, and he, you know, died in in an institution because of the barbaric treatment, and because we just don't know what's going on." And yeah. so she feels like she can basically save him in retrospect. Yeah, or yeah. or just like I mean, this would be a huge breakthrough, right? Like, yeah. if schizophrenia was a physical cause rather than, and and this is predicated on the idea that no one has ever done a cat scan on a schizophrenic, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> like it's pretty fucked up. But yeah. in the fiction, if you're doing the buy-in in, in yeah. the fiction of the movie, this would be huge. Mm -hmm. If there was like a medical treatment for this and it wasn't a disease of the mind, mm -hmm. you know, and there are medical treatments and stuff that don't have yeah. any, like I understand. Yeah. But just in the in the fiction, there's a certain amount of buy-in mm -hmm. of the. On the other side of the scale, like, yes, she's addicted to the, you know, she has the, it's the one ring kind of pull, pulling her. Uh, and, uh, but it's not entirely out of the, the realm of possibility, the justification she makes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so they don't want to do it. Bubba's like, we're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. You know, which like, you can leave, leave today. <laughs> yeah. Car, um, cars, cars, uh, it's not a solar cars car. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cars work, man. <laughs> and to wait for the train, get out of there. Uh, but because they stay another night, uh, Catherine tries to sleep, but she's too horned up. She uh, goes up to the attic to turn on the machine by herself, which is like the worst idea. Mm -hmm. um, Crawford notices, tries to stop her, but she's too addicted and she starts making out with him. Right. And right. he like gives in a little bit, but he's also trying to stop. Yeah. Yeah. As well. And they find it. And then they're observed by Pretorius, who is summoned by the machine. Yes. Pretorius yeah. appears as a bubblegum bubblegum man. Um yes. he's almost uh, and he kinda of, there's a reveal. It like only shows half of his face, and then he turns over to yeah. be like the the chewed up bubblegum. Yeah, he, he 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 turns around and one side of him has about forty percent too much mass appended to it. Yes. Um it's almost like a it's almost like, like a tyrant kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know, and you know, Crawford's like Edward, my God, what did you become? And he says, my, myself. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, way way into it uh, at this point. Yes. Super creepy. Uh, and he says, "Hey, you know, you can you can join me uh, forever, both you, you know, Catherine and Crawford. It's it's great here." Yeah, uh, it's probably not. No, <laughs> um, the uh, you know, and and Crawford is just like you know he's he's really put off by this. He can't for some reason he can't turn off the machine here. Yeah, I I couldn't quite get this. Neither did I. Um, yeah. So Crawford decides to turn off the circuit breaker in the basement, maybe because he thinks Catherine will stop him. Right. Uh, and Pretorius starts transforming, and he's 
starts like kind of rubbing up Catherine and Catherine at this point has realized her mistake. Yeah. It's, uh, Cause it, he's clearly like a tumor, a wet tumor monster. Yeah. It's a, a tumor monster who has fascinated her into an incredibly vulnerable position. And he is feasting his senses on her. Like he yeah. transforms his hand into Dude, the this finger inc- thing. Yeah. 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 He, he ever longs his hand and starts fondling her breast as he begins kind of this head transformation in order to do this kiss on her to devour her head. Yeah. He says like, I'm going to kiss you. And then this other head kind of comes out of his head yeah. that has this gross alien the, mouth. Like the, it kind of has to be seen to be believed. Like we're describing it in words, but yeah. it's a lot. And just like if you're if you're trying to picture it, like any number of these transformations when they happen, it is almost always by the new piece erupting out of an orifice. There's an awful lot of childbirth imagery going on here, Um, which I don't know. Like even though that is a miracle, et cetera, blah blah blah, human life. uh, Yeah, it's horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's freaking disgusting. We we watched a a video of it in a health class in high school, and just like oh (laughs) yeah, which (laughs) like and the like the way it was shot, it was not necessarily to like inform us about the like it was done as a deterrent. Yeah, yeah. Don't (laughs) let this happen to you. Yeah, like you know, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, there's kind of this like kind of back and forth business with Bubba where he's like runs upstairs, then runs downstairs, and mm-hmm. then he runs upstairs to get a knife. He forgets he has a gun. And we're like, you know, you're a cop, etc. It's kind of goofy, but it yeah. ends up ending with ending with uh, Crawford and Bubba. They're in a basement that is flooded. Uh, we don't know exactly how it flooded, but there's this like worm monster mm-hmm. down there, and they are trying to get past it to get to the circuit breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this, this whole, uh, kind of combat scene, yeah. um, there. And as, uh, Crawford is being eaten, so is Catherine. Right. Um, at this point as, uh, Bubba eventually makes his way past the worm to shut off the breaker. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, and Catherine, she was standing on her own two feet and she is saved as, uh, as Pretorius fades away. Um, yeah. Crawford was not necessarily so lucky. He was, you know, mostly through the process of being eaten and he falls to the floor now bald and pale. Yeah. 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 Well, doesn't that happen? I think that happens later. That's no, the next no. time he gets eaten, right? No, it's, it's this one. Yeah. Mm, he doesn't, he's not bald and pale when he goes and does the next attic scene. I, 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 I think, I think he is. Mm, maybe. Cause yeah. like something definitely happens to him at this point. I know. I, I'd have to, have to see it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched it yesterday. I, I watched I, it I this morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, I thought he got eaten twice, but nope. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Catherine's yeah. takeaway from this is that, all right, it's not that we need to get as far away from this as possible. Uh, it is that whoever activates, it needs to be alone. Anybody else who's around is a distraction. Yeah, that's the worst. Yes. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. He is bald at this point. It's the other thing I was thinking of the birth thing that happened to him later because yeah. I associate bald him with like uh, being, him who's out of gooey. it. Yeah. Yeah. Him, yeah. But this is where, yeah, it takes all his hair and he's also got these veins all over his chest. Yeah, yeah. Like something has infected him and it's, mm-hmm. it's not good. Yeah. So, um, so she says, you know, I have to be alone and Bubba isn't here in this. He's like, I know this behavior I've seen on the streets. You may be a scientist lady, but you're acting like a junkie. Yep. You know? So she is addicted to the horn. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter because the machine can turn itself on at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Using it. It's similar to the rat saving everyone in Avengers. Yep. Like it's just this weird little quinky dink thing. Yep. Um, they're, they're all packing up. Uh, Catherine is like looking through the B, the BSM equipment and is like interested in this, mm-hmm. you know, and starts rubbing her tit, uh, you know, so she's definitely like full on horn. 
cannot escape the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, cuts away to Baba doing some stuff and cuts back. She, you know, she, she has graduated into the full BDSM outfit. Um, and you know, she turns her attention to this unconscious Crawford has been sleeping in the background and is kind of examining the marks on his body as she starts to like mount, mount him. him. Yeah. Yeah. She mounts him and it's like, you know, Barbara Crampton looks good yes. in this outfit and but she's on top of this weird, like bald, veiny, unconscious man who got in. You know, at this point, you're allowed to be impregnated by some kind of like weird alien worm. Like, yeah, it is not meant to look good. No. Right. Like it, it's it's doing that push and pull that we appreciate yeah. with the horn. Mm hmm. So no. Bubba walks in and, you know, basically he tells her to snap out of it. Like he, he turns to a mirror and points like, you know, like, look at yourself. Is this who you are? And she says, I don't know who I am. And like. You know, at this point, you'd be like, there's nothing wrong with indulging in this stuff. But for God's sake, time and place. woman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, like Bubba's onto it, right? Yeah. Like this is not natural. It's not like, oh, yes, queen, like express your sexuality. Like, own it. <laughs> you know, something unnatural is happening. Here. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> Like uh, Pretorius is canceled. Yes, you know it's, it's <laughs> so right. Yeah. So uh, right here, though, the machine reactivates. You know they 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 yeah. feel they feel the hum. Um, well, electricity, like it shows it, like electricity yeah. kind of zaps to the uh, the power the, right. the, the the handle and just turns itself on. Mm -hmm. so. And you know there there is uh, just kind of the, this incorporeal force that stops anybody from trying to turn it off, turn it off. You know, like Bubba goes up and it shocks him. You know, it shocks him when he pulls pulls out his gun. He tries to cut the cabling with an axe, but the force just holds the blade where it can conduct the electricity. All the mm -hmm. while, Catherine and Crawford are being swarmed by bees. Like, like super bees. Yeah. Like interdimensional <laughs> alien from beyond bees. Yep. Not regular bees. Um, at this point. And the bees, it's very telling. This is kind of like a little bit of sloppy, weird blocking uh -huh. is that they, the bees don't see Bubba. So you can do this. So Bubba's trying all these things. He gets shocked, but he's fine. Tries to cut the cable, but the axe gets held in place to be a conduit. Mm-hmm. So the electricity continues. Um, Bubba ends up throwing away this flashlight, but the light puts the flashlight puts the light on him, mm -hmm. uh, which sends the bees at him. Right. And uh, he's eaten alive by these bees uh, down to the bone mm -hmm. in a way that's like very similar to uh, one of the deaths in Day of the Dead. No. Um, where like it's just him. You know, he's he's like most of his flesh is gone. There's bones and stuff rotting. And he's just kind of he doesn't say anything at this point. It's not like he's my lungs are gone, but I'm still going to give my last words. Like he's just kind of grunting at this point. It's very disturbing. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of gross as he, his body is melted. Yeah. yeah it, it looks like it's burnt. It's pitted. And, you know, like his head is still there. Like he is looking down and, you know, is bewildered by the state of himself as he, mm -hmm. as, as he fades. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. De here lies Bubba devoured by bees. Yep. I, I miss, uh, I miss Bubba. No. Um, so <laughs> At this point, Crawford spots Pretorius, who is here. He is hunched and lanky, and he has gone full on, like, long neck with his face at the end of the proboscis kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, and he does the whole, you know, kiss me, kiss me, my dear. Um, and saying, like, oh, you know, when, when he eats her, their, their minds will merge. And this is a little bit of his whole deal. This is what he was inviting them to to before the greatest sensual pleasure there is is to completely devour somebody's mind yeah yeah, yeah. They, uh, and have our minds meet yes. you know it's like super sex 
Right. You know, it's, it's, it's this weird thing. And as this is happening, Crawford looks on. Crawford seems like he's about to do something, but he grabs his head in pain. Yes. You know. um, and he is like a hybrid now. Right. Now we are totally off book. Like <laughs> you are evolving into a being that has never existed. You know, what, what have you done? Well, I've merely awakened his pineal gland, <laughs> you know, uh, which then gives birth out of his head. Like we all have a secret penis inside our brain yep. that shoots out between uh, our low brain lobes mm-hmm. out of a hole in our head. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. It is, it is quite literally a third eye. Is, yeah. is how it appears when the when the tendril is not out it is this superating writhing hole in the center of his forehead um and his head generally has been kind of warped out of shape obviously it's there to you know to to, to house the prosthetics but like it is it is like his brain you know is exceeding is exceeding his brain pan almost yeah yep yep um, um. <laughs> so it gives him predator sight. He can, yeah, he, 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 sees, can he sees see stuff. Infrared. Yeah. Um, and so Catherine at this point, you know, I don't care how horny it makes me. This resonator has got to go. Uh, she stops the resonator by, um, spraying it with a fire extinguisher to short it out. And, you know, this happens at, you know, in just enough time as Pretorius is reeling her in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, as she as she is getting eaten, and when he sees the predator vision, he's like, "Oh, this is beautiful." Yes, you know, this is the idea is like this is what you see when you're a Pretorius monster, basically, mm-hmm. and it's like super cheesy visual effects. It's hard to imagine, like, "Oh, this is the thing," mm-hmm. you know. But it's for the time. That's enough, maybe. Yeah, yeah for the time. Um, so uh, the machine is dead, and she is like laugh sobbing, yes. like she has been driven mad a little bit. She's going to be even more driven mad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the end, in, in my uh, memory, this is where the movie ended. <laughs> well, because she ends, ends the same way. Yeah, <laughs> like she she cackle laughs at the end of the actual movie too. Uh-huh. But there's a whole third act here that is like fully off book and becomes like a different movie. Yeah, like this becomes like a monster stalking movie. Yep. Um, because Crawford has been taken in mm-hmm. uh, to the hospital. Like she's getting read the riot act, right? Like she, you know, she brought this patient. She fucked him up. He's very sick. He's very, uh, you know, uh, in in trouble. They're checking out the weird opening in his head, mm-hmm. which is like breathing. Yes, a little bit, super creepy. Yeah, and the detective is like, yeah, you know what? Like you're arrested. Yeah, like you know, like, this, yeah. like crimes have happened here. She's very much yeah, in the same. Pos- she's in the same position Crawford was at the beginning of the movie. You know, like this, like like Bubba's dead. I don't know how you could have done that, but like y- you are, you are saying. You're, you are saying things that don't make sense. So, like, she's in mm-hmm. custody. She, she's in the custody of Dr. Block. And Dr. Block goes full nurse, nurse ratchet and orders electroshock therapy in, a, in, a, mm-hmm. in the way that electroshock, ther- electroshock therapy works in movies, not in Which real way? life. But, yeah, go do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and and it, the, it's very, like, disturbing when they're going to be doing it to, to Catherine where she's like, please don't do this. Like. Yeah. Well, she, she's saying, speaking in a reasonable voice. Yeah. yeah, I'm just talking. Like, you don't electroshock somebody who's just like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you can say please don't, that's a good reason not to electroshock therapy somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, um, the movie version of ECT, real life version yeah. of ECT is like, I'm extremely depressed. Can this work? Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so Crawford gets up, kind of stumbles down the hallway. Uh, he's very hungry. Yeah. And his sight leads him to the specimen container. And then this like wonderful creepy th- scene where like Block finds him in a room and he's eating brains out of this bucket. 
Uh, and she's like, Crawford, please don't eat those. Those will make you very sick. Like she's trying to <laughs> rationalize with him. And he just goes, they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so good. And then she's still trying to reason with him. And his proboscis comes out of his head. Uh huh. And then he sucks her fucking eyeball out. Yeah. He, he like, sucks he, her living brain out through her eye socket like a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, the, 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 the motion that he does when he does this, you know, again, you know, sexualizing the violence or violencifying the sexual, it is like he mm -hmm. is going to make out, but he hits the wrong hole. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's his one move. Yes. You know, it's like he does it multiple times in this movie, this like specific eyeball suck. Yeah. And you don't actually see the 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 gore initially. You see like blood drip on the floor and stuff. You just kind mm -hmm. of know what is happening. Yeah. And having somebody have their entire mouth over your eye is fucking Whoa. disturbing as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it'd be very weird if at, it's at this point in the movie we started kink shaming. <laughs> Yeah, this is disgusting. Dude. Yeah, if, if like, having why, your why eyes is this so gratuitous and horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but this causes enough of a commotion that it draws most of the doctors away from Catherine uh, before she can, you know, successfully successfully have electroshock done on her. Uh, she knocks out the final doctor with an exam light, gets up, steals a van, and drives away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then while this is happening, Crawford, now hungry for brain, like wanders out. There's this little kind of you know, again, very 80s movie scene with a, a drunk homeless person who's getting the DTs. Yeah. These two EMTs, like character actor, kind of like, give me a candy bar. I'm hungry. <laughs> like, it's almost like, hey, improv some stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. what it felt a little bit to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but she, uh, he, Crawford eats one of the ETM, EMTs while the drunk watches. Yeah. Uh, the drunk is like, there's a snake man. Yeah. I saw the snake man, uh, mm -hmm. which is what she call what he calls uh, Crawford. Yeah. Because he's got that uh, penis coming out of his brain. Right. The, yeah. the the only thing this scene is missing is the is is the homeless man like looking at you know looking at Crawford doing this throwing his bottle down never again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I saw I saw a pink elephant uh you know <laughs> massage the the breast of a woman with a a five fingered trunk and then finger her with his like three lobed eye you know yeah. like, it just it's like a very disturbing version of you gotta of you gotta that. lay off the sauce yep. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so everything must return to the house. So Bar Catherine at this point has uh, somehow gotten a bunch of dynamite and taped sure. an NES to it. It was it was a dynamite that was probably in the ambulance. Yeah, like it's like medical dy dynamite for like dynamiting off tumors and stuff. Yeah, it's, med it's medical grade yeah. dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, medical grade. Like it came in a little like paper wrapper, yeah. each individual tube. <laughs> um, so she's gonna blow up the house. She's actually, you know, she's broke good. Yeah, she's gonna do the thing that needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, at this point, um, so uh, the machine turns on. Like as, as she arrives, Crawford arrives, mm -hmm. um, and like gets the drop on her, chains her up. Yes. Uh, inside the BDSM room, like uses straps on her and, and straps her up in in the sexy room. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just like, you know, I, I love you. Like he's confused and totally out of it at this point and just kind of uh, being controlled, like piloted by this, this brain boner. Yeah. Um, um, and he moves to suck out her eye, but she counters and she bites off his pineal stalk. And somehow it gives you the cringe. Like it's actually a body part yep. that you would be losing. <laughs> like, it's like, man, that looks like it fucking hurts. Yeah. Like the, uh, and he's screaming, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's really, really upset. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but this, this kind of wakes him up. Yes. Cause in, you know, now Crawford is, is okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and can, can fight back because Pretoria shows up. Yeah. 
of course up up in the attic again where yeah. Pretorius has kind of been has, has kind of been bound um and Pretorius is again trying to make his make his pitch talking about oh the great essential desire is is to know the pleasure of another's mind and this brings out a little bit of the a, a, a little bit of the characterization for Pretorius um uh, you know, because Crawford fires back I know your desires you impotent pig um, yeah. he's impotent like actually you know <laughs> like just can't can't cannot achieve an erection and so he has manifested all of this dom domination behavior because that is the way that he expresses the power the power side of sex yeah. um you know and this transformation has, has been a way for him to you know manifest that physically like if i can't get a boner what if my entire body was a boner yeah <laughs> yeah if you can't buy a boner be a boner yeah <laughs> the, so like the uh so dress for the boner you want to be <laughs> yeah, dress for the boner you want not the boner you have um, uh so he transforms into another like slime beast thing this like flying thing and flies forward and bites crawford's head off i, I like, love presumably what happened to him yeah you know? i love the twisting that happens yeah. here like you see his his neck being twisted and elongated as the head is ripped off it cuts it cuts away before you before you see the final decapitation uh but you know it's <laughs> just just the barest just the barest discretion yeah yeah yep. uh so uh uh catherine hasn't been up here right um she's still down in the bdsm room but because the machine is turned on the eels show up mm -hmm. and she kind of like the the eels can only see you if you move. Mm -hmm. uh, similar, we didn't mention that earlier, but it's you know similar to T Rexes. So she uh, kind of moves her wrist to trick the eels into biting off the straps, mm -hmm. which is like a fun little bit, yeah. Um, which I like, uh, and then she distracts them by throwing a matchbook because they're attracted to movement. Um, runs down the stairs, runs into Crawford's dead body, as the house is flooding um, from the attic. So like from this other dimension, some mm -hmm. kind of liquid is right. precursoring this, like the, the big bad that's coming, I guess, Yes, you know, um, pretty creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this happens. Yeah. Uh, so she runs upstairs to where the flooding has happened. And then we are in our climax here, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Pretorius you know? is here and he is ready to enact this final predation. Uh, uh, however, because of the act of consumption, uh, you know, it, whatever it is, is not just being piloted by the personality of Pretorius. You got a Crawford in the mix, too. Mm -hmm. And so Crawford, his body um, kind of emerges. It erupts again as if in birth from the side of Pretorius's body. And mm -hmm. he tells her to run as Crawford slash Pretorius slash it struggle with it slash themself and tear the body apart from the inside of it yes so like if it the visually this is a grotesque rubber monster that jeffrey coombs is in pushing his way breaking the flesh to crawl out of it right uh wet and terrifying looking and just like really really great mm -hmm. um you know and they show a lot of it like again uh Stuart Gordon shows the monster like that's yeah. that's his philosophy but it looks good like it looks <laughs> very scary and creepy even when it's obviously like Edward style like Jeffrey Coombs like just wrestling with a empty suit mm -hmm. there's no animatronics with it or anything like that it actually looks really scary and the secret ingredient is Vaseline mm -hmm. like I think just the fact that everything is coated with petroleum jelly <laughs> just makes it look greasy. extra scary yeah yeah of course of course other dimensional like terrors are greasy yeah you know 
So, yep. uh, lo- like, lo- absolutely love this. Uh, she had lit the dynamite at some point. Uh, and while this is happening, she jumps out of the window uh, as the bomb is, is running out, like, runs away from the explosion. She falls, she breaks her leg in an incredibly gru- gruesome way. Yes. Like, compound fractures her knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the neighbors show up, including that nosy lady. Yeah. I see what's happening. She's like, oh, my God, what is that? What's happening and stuff? And she all she can say in her terror voice is uh, it ate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts crying and then turns to laughing as she has been driven mad. Yes. Uh, so very similar to from beyond, like the machine is destroyed. Mm-hmm. One person made it who is driven mad. Yes. It's just they they added a lot of middle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so, like, this is not a. It, it is hard to call this a bad adaptation because there is so little there. When I think about it, like it's, it, it is a much better adaptation than say castle freak is. I have not seen castle freak. Yeah. So I mean, just like, it, it's, it's just about an entirely different thing. Pretty yeah. much. You know, it is, it is an adaptation in, in, in name only of, of the outsider really. Um, but this, um, it has the elements. It just tells a different story with the same parts. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And and adds a lot, and what they add is fun and out there. Yeah, you know, so like the same story. You know, we're hitting all the same beats. The places in between are just filled in with like unpredictable, bonkers shit. Mm-hmm. What does it want? And the biggest addition, which is the whole Crawford creature. Yeah, like that whole bit, the scene in the hospital, or a couple scenes in the hospital, all of that stuff is such like a marvelous addition. <laughs> it's such a creepy good thing. Just him hunched over the bucket of brains and yeah, like yeah. turning to look slowly over his shoulder. And just the delivery and everything too. Yeah. And I love I love that everything about that scene. Like that can make you very sick. Like just that very <laughs> rational, like, hey, like was, don't do that, champ. Yeah, you, you, know? you ever heard of prions? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> like yeah, this is not great. And then just be like, it's it's good. Yeah. You know, like it's it's just really really wonderful. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, like love the, it so much. The, this movie is a, it's a it's a fucking spectacle. Yeah, yeah, spectacle. It's short. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it goes by very quickly. Um, you know, it's not a terrible adaptation. It's not a perfect adaptation, but it is. Uh, of that flavor of Lovecraft of being like fucking out there. Yeah. Um, like similar, you know, we're like more lurid and kind of more disgusting than in the mouth of madness. Yeah. But I like both of the, these movies like quite a bit for different reasons. Yeah. Like this is harder to take seriously, but also like a lot more visceral, mm-hmm. you know, like the actual, the climax of this, like all of the body horror, all of the actual injury yeah. in this affects my stomach a lot more yeah you know than just my brain like it it, it hits different parts yeah like, like which is in, valuable in the mouth of madness is is more it is far more cerebral than yeah than, than this is but also structurally it's kind kind of a mess right yeah um yep, yep. this is incredibly well paced it never yep. feels like it drags and it is very tight structurally, even when it gets into this coda that, you know, I kind of forgot, but is a different kind of movie in its own regard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, so yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for patronizing. We appreciate it. Um, you and I, Cole have not talked about, what we plan to do next. Do you want to take an edit break and talk about it so we can announce it? Yeah. Let me uh, look over at my shelf of Lovecraft adaptations real quick. Okay. We're back from the edit break. Uh, you probably mm-hmm. didn't hear, hear a break there. Uh, we've decided what we're going to do next. Gary, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to do the 1970 film, the Dunwich horror. Yeah. 
Uh, this has Dean Stockwell in it, directed by mm-hmm. Roger Corman. Yep. Uh, so it's going to have a little bit of that kind of gonzo energy that this has, but a 70s version of it. Yes. You know, as opposed to uh, an 80s version of it. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, yeah, I've never seen it before. Yeah. So it's like the first thing we've done for this that I've never seen other than those TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, not supposed to be very good. Yeah. <laughs> it has a very bad Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, so we will see. I am looking mm-hmm. forward to revisiting the Dumbwich Horror as well. Just mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the, the story is a, itself. A great story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. We don't have a whole lot of admin mm-hmm. for you. Just that uh, we appreciate you being here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Also, people, a couple of people have written in suggestions. Uh, for things we have like a big list of things we may end up doing some suggestions at some mm-hmm. point um we don't know exactly how long this this series will run for yeah um and that will kind of depend on what what we'll do uh, yeah. the big one that came up a lot is um annihilation which oh, i've yeah. never seen and would like to see so like that's an easy sell for me mm-hmm. um but i don't know when uh we've got a lot of things that are a little bit more traditionally yeah you know adaptations first mm-hmm. so yeah. Annihilation is a movie that I would like to see that has been brought up specifically in relation to Roadside Picnic as well. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so go ahead and keep sending uh, suggestions. I just have no idea when we'll get to them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, doing the show once a month, it's got kind of a slower pace. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, the Dungeon Tour next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, may your brain lack the ability to correlate the contents. Umbasa. Umbasa. Umbasa.